Hey guys, welcome to episode 176 of the JV Club. I am uh, delighted to report that this episode is a recording of uh, the live episode that I did at the All Jane Comedy Festival in the beautiful Portland, Oregon. Uh, I had two supremely fantastic guests, uh, Sarah Merck, who's a, a wonderful, wonderful writer, um, and uh, illustrator and just all around extremely cool woman and um, the also equally amazing uh, Janet Weiss who uh, was a drummer for Slater Kinney and uh, just about every other cool band uh, we all wish that we could be a part of. Um, and then we had Hutch Harris from the Thermals do some wonderful uh, musical renditions of not just the podcast uh, theme song but also very appropriate uh, surprise off-the-cuff covers of songs pertaining to the podcast itself. If I could just have Hutch Harris be in my life all the time uh, playing songs, that would be great. So I really hope that you guys enjoy it. Uh, Shout-out-wise, I wanted to thank Suara for your email about the addictiveness of cheese. I couldn't even say that. I started thinking about cheese and uh, and I lost the ability to speak. Uh, Megan and Kendra, thanks for your emails. Um, Holly, thanks for yours and uh, thanks for your Facebook reminder to feast the bread. Listen, if you haven't listened to the, the Morgan Walsh episode in a while, I welcome you to do so. It is a wonderful tie-in because Morgan is from Portland, I'm realizing right now as I say these words coming out of my mouth. Nick, I want to thank you for your fantastic uh, new MASH category suggestions and George for yours. Uh, Chris, thank you for uh, your shout out about the Rhea Butcher episode on Facebook and uh, Anna, Ben and Tammy. Thank you for your wonderful posts and comments. Um, guys, I'm going to leave it at that and, uh, and welcome you in to enjoy this episode from Portland. Now entering Nerdist.com. Hey, remember We could save kittens from trees Lunch on skyscrapers Bring the villains to their knees Maybe we should Move someplace new And build time machines to go and get us back to do 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 back before we were brittle to do 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 back before we were brittle hey remember when All of time stood still And really all you'd need was A peck from her Well maybe we should Trade for some physics Black market spines To go and get us back Back before we were brittle Back before we were brittle 
everybody. Uh, thank you so much, Hutch, for playing uh, the podcast theme song. Um, what were you saying right before you came out to the stage about this being an all-woman comedy festival? No, the, the best way to start the show is just with a man on stage. <laughs> we did it, everybody. We got it. We did it. Our goal was to get a guy into the All Jane Comedy Festival. Not, not the case. I finally broke that glass ceiling. Thank you. You did it, buddy. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Thanks for making it possible. Uh, it's my pleasure. It's my sincere pleasure. Um, welcome, you guys. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, I don't do stand-up at all, and I, um, I have really like a mixed feelings about the like keep it going for thing. I'm sure people. I'm not, again. I can't emphasize enough. I do not do stand-up, but that. That thing where you you do want to keep it going, but you've kind of already clapped, so then it feels like it's being coaxed out of you. There's something about that that's really hard for me. Like I always kind of cringe when someone like Caitlin Gill would come out and be like, "Keep it going for Bobcat Goldthwait," and we're like, "I know we did love seeing him, but we clapped for already." <laughs> But also, why not clap again? I don't know. So I just don't want you to feel pressured at any time to clap. <laughs> Certainly don't clap for the man on stage. This is our chance to really loosen up and not, you know, give praise. But please, let's give it up for our servers, everybody. <laughs> they work so hard. That's another thing. It's those cliche things that you start to get used to hearing and saying as a performer that... Um, you have to figure out new ways to sound sincere about, which I guess is what I just did. Now I'm trying to like bring the room down with deep sincerity about comedy um, rather than pump you up. Keep it going for yourselves, you guys. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. Um, this, is, uh, this is always... I, I don't do the podcast live that often, and it's always an interesting experience because my podcast is so intimate and I typically uh, record on my shag rug in my den. That sounds slightly rapey, I admit. <laughs> it is a little bit because I get immediate crushes on almost every uh, guest that I have. But um, So there's this interesting element of like, oh, hey, everybody, I guess I'm not going to ask you about you know, the first time you had sex in the same way maybe I would if it was just you and me. Um, but I hope that uh, if you haven't listened to the podcast, that you give it a listen because it's it's definitely uh, a different vibe live uh, as it is um, than it is uh, when it's not live. But um, but I'm so blown away by the guests that uh, agreed to do the podcast. I really um, I feel so pressured. <laughs> like I re- like really class me up, possibly outclass me. Um, uh, two amazing people, and then of course I have Hutch uh, as our as our sort of. Paul, Paul Schrader, Paul Schaefer, Paul, Paul Anderson, Paul Thomas Anderson. I'll be any Paul you want me to be. I've never, it's never been more clear that I don't watch Jay Leno. <laughs> like, I couldn't think of his name even a little bit. But I could think of his, his voice as being very high-pitched. Can you do it for us? It's like up here! It's like, no, it's not. It's not. But don't you think that he has kind of a... Can you do oh. it with Paul Schaefer? It's Paul Schaefer, right? I'm right. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were doing Leno. You could also do Leno if you want. <laughs> Amazing. The he- the little head shiver is maybe my best, my favorite part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Stroking the chin. No, yours is a very gentle hint. It's like a whisper of an impression of someone. Yeah, I don't it's like the suggestion of a hint of an yeah. impression of someone. Yeah. I like it. Oh, thank you. It's a little bit Fred Armisen though. He does that 
with like people that he knows. He has like one. He has one impression of our mutual friend Bart Coleman. Shout out to Bart, uh, who is doesn't have that specific. He doesn't have a Jay Leno personality. He just has this very kind of quiet, gentle personality, not unlike Fred's. Um, and 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 Fred's impression of Bart Coleman. Now I'm doing an impression of an impression, but his impression of Bart Coleman is is simply something along the lines of this. Um. That's it. <laughs> but it's like, Nailed that's it. Bart Coleman, right? Yeah, that's uh, totally it's very that impressive. guy that we don't know. It's very <laughs> impressive. Um, uh, I would love to to bring out my first guest. Um, she is. Uh, She's she's an amazing writer. She has a book. Uh, she's uh, well. She's been dubbed the hardest working woman in Portland. I'm sure she'll be excited to talk about that because I think already it's something she feels uh, slight uh, chagrin about being called. Um, but please welcome uh, Sarah Merck. Yeah. Hey. Keep it going for Sarah Merck, everybody. Don't don't keep it going. I'm so sorry. Turn it off. I'm so sorry. I also, did. also, please help yourself to a pitcher of water that, and I mean this with total love, reminds me of old pizza parlors, <laughs> like in a really good way. Yeah. But it does take me back to good, like old pizza to parties. Shakies, yeah. Pizza parties. Yeah. yeah, like a shaky. And like creepy uh, people dressed as animals. At the well, yeah, if you get into Chuck E. Cheese territory, yeah. that's a whole other nightmare. Um, did you like Chuck E. Cheese when you were younger? Um, you know, I did when I was about six, yeah. and then I became deeply afraid of it right, right? after that. Yeah, well, did think, anything happen in particular? I think I actually went to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I think you we were loving the idea. I think, I think when I was idea. six, yeah, I like saw all the ads for it, and uh-huh. I definitely remember horribly pestering my parents to take us to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, and then they finally broke down, and we finally went, and I was like. This is a hellscape. Oh, <laughs> there's sure. like there's like those creepy animatronic bears yeah. that play songs, and then there's like humans dressed as rats. Is that true? And, Are there yeah, humans dressed as rats? The Chuck E. Cheese is a is a rat mouse. He's a mouse. mouse. I don't know. But it doesn't He's make a, a difference. But he wears clothes like Mickey Mouse, so he can't be too disgusting. I don't understand I don't why mice are like gross when they're small and cute when they're big. Hmm, interesting. That doesn't make it. Side note. They're, they're more terrifying when they're giant, I think. Here's the, here's the emotional uh, landscape of issues I have about that is that I had two pet mice when I was a kid. They always so, die. Well, for sure. They always die. My mom really, I don't know what kind of black magic she was working, but those mice live so much longer no, than the average No, they died and she mouse. bought new mice and just told you they were the same mice. 100% chance <laughs> You might be right. <laughs> yeah. I had multiple hamsters, which die in the worst ways. Multiple hamsters sounds like a good cover band name for something. <laughs> a, a like, cover oh, band that you heard my cover band for the shins? Multiple hamsters? It's a, it's a band that fights with every other band that That's it gets right. close to. That's right. So you had... And uh, then peas on everything. You had grumpy hamsters? All hamsters are grumpy, I are think. Are they? Yeah. Hamsters, you know, hamsters are, like, genetically engineered by humans. They're not, like, real creatures out in the wild (laughs) they're like we bred them to be like cute and small but we also bred them to like hate each other and pee on everything Mm. and like die very easily we bred them to pee on everything (laughs) i don't know what we were thinking when we put that gene in it we knew we were gonna make it pee on everything but uh we did it anyway i think there's like i don't know some person in the lab that like hates kids (laughs) i was like i'll make an adorable creature that will bite you and pee on you that's definitely Put it in every pet store in America. Did, did you? Was there a time when you absolutely knew that you had to have hamsters? And then was it the same thing with Chuck E. Cheese, where everything becomes like when I see it from a distance, I know it's what I need.
need, and then when you get you know, it, you're like, uh-oh. We lived in, um, like, really small apartments when I was a kid, and so I always, always wanted a dog. I was always, yeah. like, one of those girls who just loved dogs. Like, some girls love horses. Mm-hmm. I loved dogs the way most girls love horses, and but we couldn't get a dog because we lived in an apartment. And so, as a very shoddy substitute, we got a, we got hamsters. And more than one hamster. More than one, because they would... They would as I recall, they were just like a string of hamsters that died constantly in horrible ways. <laughs> and so they it were quickly like there was an actual sort of like a conveyor, conveyor belt, belt of hamsters, of hamsters. Coming into the house. You enjoy it for you pet it once, and then it's just in the toilet, in the toilet, yeah. in the toilet. Yeah. Uh, where were where was the small apartment? Where were you uh, well, a kid? Up, and did you continue yeah. to live there as a teenager? I grew up in Southern California. Okay. Uh, I the small terrible apartments were in Ventura, California. Ventura, sure. Yeah, which that's uh, a place where I don't think about small terrible apartments. I think yeah, of like you know, beautiful it's, foggy beach and a foggy beach is not good, but it's mm. like uh, it's it's better now than it used to be. I when I was growing up there, there was like <laughs> this is horrible, but there was like the like the downtown street now. Yeah. When I was growing up, there was all thrift stores that all were like. Uh, charity thrift stores that all had terrible names so it was like the domestic violence and abuse <laughs> store <laughs> oh my god you guys I got the best gently used jacket at domestic <laughs> violence and abuse um, and there was like the abandoned children's thrift store what <laughs> and the and anyway but now I swear to god the domestic abuse and violence thrift store is now in American Apparel and, <laughs> feels right and Feels so right. it's, the town, is, the city has changed a lot. But when I was growing up there, oh, yeah, the first, the claim to fame. Okay. Oh, no. This is horrible. Uh, no, when I was growing up, the claim to fame of Ventura, California, is the first um, murder case to use DNA evidence mm. was of a murder of a hot dog stand owner in Ventura, California. Oh. So that was like, it was like, stand when, when we were in school, that's what we learned. We are like, Ventura, California, put it on the map when that guy who ran the hot dog stand got murdered. <laughs> and now it's like a cool beach town where people go and hang out in the fog. Because of the hot dog stand yeah. murder. Um, um, but then we moved to a small town. Once I, another murder happened, and it was my neighbor. And then my parents, what? yeah. And my Sarah? parents were like, lots of murder. And then uh, my parents. <laughs> <laughs> the, murdered, the murdered people thrift store. They murdered my hamster, and then we had to move. Sure. Uh, they, we had, my parents were like, there's too much murder here. Let's move to a small town. And so. I mean, Yeah, so sure. we moved to a small town when I was seven. We there's moved, too much uh, yeah. murder here. Yeah, so we moved up the road about um, 30 miles to Ojai, California, which oh, is also oh, a beautiful oh, place. Sure. Ojai's like, it's in all the crossword puzzles. How is she going to ruin yeah. Ojai for us? Like, she just ruined Ventura. <laughs> Ohio's actually, now, Ojai. Well, the problem with Ojai... <laughs> I mean, the biggest problem with Ojai is it's plagued by, like, horrible artists. Oh. Like, <laughs> it's, like, two hours away from L.A., and all the people... Aww. No, I swear to God, all the people in L.A. who make money and, like, who in AOL move to Ojai and are like, now I'm going to be an artist. <laughs> and I don't need to be a good artist because I'm already a millionaire. And so they, make, they just sit around town and make horrible art all day. So if you, so people are always like, oh, it's so magical. It's an artist community. And I'm like, nowhere you go to high school is magical. And there's nowhere open past 6 p.m. And oh, all the tough. artists are sitting around town. And they have a horrible piece of public art there called, um, probably the worst piece of art in town. It's called the Early Bird Shopper. And it's Ugh. just, it's a fiberglass Ugh. bird on a fake rock oh. with, that has like shopping bags. What? <laughs> it's horrible. And this See, is really like, shopper. so literal and horrible. It's, it's, it's so literal, so horrible. And uh, just after I graduated from high school, some, somebody 
stole the early bird shopper. Okay. Oh, Somebody just got interested. I know. Somebody chiseled it off. It's fake rock downtown. Oh, wow. And it was gone. And it was like major small town scandal. Yeah. Like this, I mean, we're talking, this is a small town where there's like one newspaper and it's like front page news when the pet store got lizards. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, so they were like, this, this was like on me. what everybody was talking about for months is yeah. where is the early bird shopper? Was there a sense of who might have done it? Oh, teenagers, that, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. anyone from your school? Ventura. Uh, there's only Ventura. one school. So, okay, so yeah. it had to be. Yeah, so it had to be. And so they were The like, reveal is that it was you. Good job. It was not me. Okay. Uh, and, but then, like, there's all these. Ojai's really cool. It's a, I mean, it's a small town surrounded by mountains, and it's mm-hmm. like a beautiful natural place with some beautiful orange groves. Beautiful orange I've groves, and you can go hiking. So that's what everybody does for fun is they go hiking. Mm-hmm. I like to and do my so, early bird shopping there. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, some, some townsfolk were hiking up on a trail, and off of the trails, there's like teenage made pot trails to up, like, <laughs> off of the main trails, we can go and smoke marijuana or make out with people. Okay. But they're not trails that like are made of pot. No. I don't know what I imagine. Just they're like, like they're a more lush like trail of pot leaves. You know, like you see, like you're like, what is that? Like a deer path, and then you go up there, and it's like a little clearing, like full of joints and Playboys and beer cans and stuff. So the good old days. So yeah, there's this trail that's like above the town, and you can walk on it and see the whole city. And off of that, like some townsfolk went up this trail, and they went up like a teenage I love townsfolk. By I know, the way, it's, yeah. Speaking of folksy, that's uh, wonderful. And then they, f- and like then they came across this clearing, and there was a big rock there, and cemented to the rock overlooking the town was the early bird shopper. Oh, <laughs> gorgeous! And they found it, and so oh. then it was like, so then it was like triumphantly returned to the center of town. <laughs> and then and they printed up these postcards that said, "Early bird shopper, she's a survivor." Just like upsetting to have real survivors everywhere. The real to, to humans or survivors of anything. Yeah. Or uh, yeah. So that like, was like, oh, it's so great that you survived cancer, but this but one, this lady, she got chiseled off some and put up high. Yeah. She uh, came back. Yay. But the crime Keep was never solved. The, the crime was never solved. They have yeah. not yet caught the thieves of the early bird chopper, and they never will. You know what? Who should solve that? Starly mm-hmm. Kine. She has oh, a new yeah? podcast called Mystery Show. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? She does. She solves You're mysteries right, yeah. that, like, for sure do not need to be solved. <laughs> uh, that no one would bother solving. She solves, and they're very satisfying. She has a lot of adventures along the way. Um, so we need to get her on that. I'm, like, dead serious about that. So if anyone wants to, like, help me remember to, like, tweet her and stuff, we should do that for her. Uh, oh. For her. Like, it's a beautiful gift we're giving her. I think it is. Um, did you... So... I, I, what I'm getting from what you're saying, and Hutch, tell me if I'm wrong, is that you were a pot smoker because you went. Oh there. no! Oh no! Really? No, I was like, I was. If if you can be straight edge without the music, <laughs> <laughs> if you're just like a super dork who's like, no, yeah, I don't do substances. I'm too into the fountainhead. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that was me. Sure. I was like the bad kind of nerd oh. in high school. I was like, were you like a pretentious nerd? I was like the pretentious, condescending nerd. Oh my god, that's gorgeous. Who would like wander around being like, I'm surrounded by fools. Yes. Yeah. And like, I like comic book store like, guy. Yeah, I was like the comic book store guy. I learned Elvish. <laughs> you learned Elvish? <laughs> Don't say that off, Mike. It's like I learned Elvish. What? <laughs> 
loud and proud you learned Elvish. Yeah, and How, I, I was like, oh yeah, so I was that kind of nerd in high school. So I Did definitely you, didn't smoke okay. pot. I definitely didn't drink at all. And I very much Because like, you would get high on your own mind, exactly. your own imagination. That, I know you're joking, but that's how I felt. It I, was like, <laughs> I'm not joking in the sense that I 100% believe that to be true and I think that's a perfectly legitimate way to feel as a teenager you know yeah Um, and also I mean honestly like high school pot smoking culture is so dumb it's still yeah. so dumb. I still wouldn't want to smoke pot with high schoolers, and I didn't then either. Yeah. And what if you did now? You're like, <laughs> what if I, I feel like, I missed out. Now's my chance. I feel like, and especially with, with drinking too. You know, everyone just sort of gets around and is like, "Oh man, we're so drunk. We're so yeah. drunk right now." <laughs> and I was not into that at all. And so well, I got that, to. Yeah. I didn't drink until I was. I think I didn't drink until I was like 20 or 21, and so I got to skip a lot of the dumb, the really dumb part of it. Uh huh. Did you, uh, what, what's your, did you have brothers and sisters? I have an older brother. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's like two years older. Did he do that stuff? Oh, no, he didn't either, really, I don't think. Did he, he also speak Elvish? <laughs> did your whole family speak Elvish? My brother. Did you learn it at birth? <laughs> These are questions I shouldn't be asking. Uh, my brother is, was like, uh, and still is, like, antisocial person. So okay. he's super smart, great, funny, um, but doesn't want to talk to anybody. And kind of uh so he kind of really kept to himself i think he only had like two friends in high school Um, did people even do that thing where you and i'm an only child so i make i'm pretending like i know what this is but if did you get two classes in high school where people like oh you're so-and-so's brother or was he did he make himself so invisible that that wasn't even a conversation oh no 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 he he was visible uh people knew him because he was like a dark brooding force I think yeah. people would be like, who, who is that guy? <laughs> yeah. So people Ooh. would actually often Intriguing. talk to me about my brother to try and get to him because they'd be like, yeah. so your brother, he's so brooding. <laughs> Interesting. Did he What's know? His story? Did he? And that was not an intentional because that's like a really good move to play if you're interested it in. It is drawing a good move to, to play. I've, you know, I think it's up for debate about whether it's intentional or not. Yeah. I've talked to him about this and I've said. You know, people want to be friends with you and you just blow them off. <laughs> and I really mean to them. Yeah. Uh, maybe you shouldn't do that. And he's like, well, I don't want to hang out with most people. So what do so you I do? Don't, so I think it's, I think it's uh, genuine that he doesn't like most people. Good. And Starly kind doesn't have to solve that mystery. We just did. <laughs> um, we detective that right out. But I do think that, the, that the, uh, what happens when you don't like most people, but you're like a smart... Um, like tall, good-looking, funny person mm-hmm. is that then everyone is like extremely into being your friend. Sure. It's like, oh, that person doesn't want to be my friend. I How do I win this situation? Sure, yeah. sure. And so. and so in comparison, did you have a lot of friends? Do you have friendships yeah. that uh-huh. were lasting and, and, and yeah. in all through high school? And I'm like textbook extrovert. I love other people. I uh, have lots of weird, interesting friends and, uh, and like to hang out with people a lot. Yeah. So. What... Um, by the way, I couldn't cherish my own non sequiturs more because they're all <laughs> I have. Uh, it's when you come to embrace your weaknesses, I think that you can be the most happy. So I think that's this really is true. totally not related to anything except for one thing, okay. which is when you brought up uh, seeing the pile of joints in the Playboys, made me want to yeah. ask you as a you you were an editor at Bitch, yeah, Bitch uh-huh. Media. Yep, that's true. Uh, do I'm sure you know that Playboy has announced that they're not going to have naked pictures of women anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah. I wanted to hear what you thought about that because that's very recent. I never talk really about topical things, so I'm shocked at myself. <laughs> like, I'm a little news. shell-shocked. I almost feel like I'm going to do the like little Jay Leno head twitch, it's but like, more like I'm having yeah, a seizure. It's like Safeway announcing they're not going to sell food. Oh! <laughs> do they sell food to Only guy at all Jane, everybody. Um, <laughs> only guy at all Jane. 
I think, I mean, the I read the interview with, uh, I think it was Hugh Hefner about it. Mm-hmm. Now, and who he, is Hugh Hefner? I just wanted to... <laughs> For context, he's a really old horny guy (laughs) who loves naked ladies. Does he wear slippers? Yes. I do know who that is. I do know who that is. Well, they said it's basically a business decision. You know, it's nothing to do with the moral code or the yeah. changing morality of America or whatever other think pieces are saying about it. It's a straight up business decision right. because uh, their website is not safe for work and neither is their magazine. And yeah. so they're trying to tap into more of that market of people who don't want to look at naked pictures because they can get that for free after work looking at internet porn. Yeah. Uh, and going after the more of like the GQ soft porn market. And um, all the people who say, I, you know, I read it for the articles. Yeah, some people, act, some people mean articles. that. And so they said in the, in the interview that they did about with uh, the New York Times about it, they said that their website traffic, since they stopped running naked photos on their website, like about uh, a few months ago, like four months ago, and their website traffic like tripled. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> suddenly people are reading it at work and that kind of thing. So yeah. I don't think there's that much to say about it besides that. I mean, Playboy's always been interested in good business, and right. business is changing. What if the instead of pic- the pictorials, there was just paragraphs describing what the pictorials would look like? <laughs> <laughs> Softly airbrushed face. Actually. Not a wrinkle in sight. I mean, romance novels sell really well. Right? Playboy is more like a romance novel. Maybe more, I mean, I might I'm interested in that demographic. <laughs> the demographic that would read oh, about Playboy pictorials. I think, you know what I think they should go for is, is more erotic fan fiction. Sure. Because that is selling like hotcakes. Sure, sure. And Is that something you keep your eye on with, with uh, what you do and kind of what you write about? Keep my eye on. <laughs> I don't uh, know what that means. <laughs> the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning. Like, okay, so yeah, so I, I get my phone, I look at my erotic fan fiction Sure, theme. sure. What's happening? Three what are they writing later, about? What are the people talking about? Um, yeah, actually, uh, erotic fan fiction is a legitimately huge business. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there's a lot of people publishing on Amazon, uh, and also publishing just on fan fiction sites, and it's it's mostly women, and uh, some of it's really good. Just yeah. gonna go ahead and say that. Yeah, that's um, what I hear. And and some of it, but it's just like a fun way to screw around with your favorite stories. Yeah, you know, it's like when you read something and you're like, this would be hilarious, and then you can write it, and people actually buy it. So yeah. Um, so when you say hilarious, is it is there a uh, I don't know why I'm, you're not an expert on this. I don't think, nor do you need to be. I mean, I have written erotic fan fiction and I have read erotic fan fiction, especially well, as a teenager. I am. And you did, okay? Yeah. Because that's a thing that I didn't. I had no sense of whatsoever until oh, yeah. very recently. In the last few years, I became more how, aware how of were, what the. What were you like? Yeah, you? I was. I'm older than you are. Okay. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm 29, so I. Oh, I got, I'm younger than you. Oh, really? No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no. Yeah, so I, I mean, I started a lot of my teenage years spent on the internet and... What fan fiction were you reading and writing? Definitely gay Harry Potter fan fiction. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, uh, who, who did you ship? Now I can say that because I do a lot of conventions. I do a cartoon character that people have said oh, yeah. to me, oh, have yeah. you read any core erotic fan yeah, fiction? There I'm is like, some... why would, I can't do that. That's, that would feel weird uh, to well, me. Well, I'll just tell you what happens if you want to know, but... Great, it's pretty good. great, great, great. <laughs> I just I don't I don't really read that much anymore. Uh, mostly because I don't have the time, and I read like books books. I don't really read that much online. Yeah. Um, but as a teenager, I definitely wrote uh, like Harry Malfoy gay fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, you like the sort of love hate? Uh, why oh, yeah. can't Why can't I stop? You thinking know, about you, you, you know bastard. that underneath all of their hatred yeah. is, a, is a searing homoeroticism. Sure. And it's fun sure. to explore that. Yeah. Um, as well as Ginny and basically everybody. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. 
she but and so what you said earlier was uh wouldn't it be hilarious if is that that's what i was going to ask you before i said you're not an expert and then i found out you were an expert um but what is it predominantly like something that's funny or is it a nice mix of oh this is sort of funny but also this is super hot like is there and is there a crossover between the two you know sex is really funny Mm -hmm. and having crushes on people is really funny yeah and the tension around that can be really funny and so there's a lot to play with there yeah did you have uh boyfriends or girlfriends when you were in high school yep yeah (laughs) uh did you have both i did no i had a I had a couple boyfriends. Did I have a couple boyfriends? I had one boy. I had one boyfriend, and then some guys who I dated. Yeah, but you couldn't do much after six because everything was closed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was um, there a lot of like, let's just drive up the, to the top of the thing and look out at the such and such? Because we had to do that in Tucson, Arizona. A lot. <laughs> yeah, you know, when I was when I was a senior, we would do that. We would go look at the stars. Um, we would go the, the we would go to a movie like the closest movie place was like half an hour away so that's kind of a whole night trip where we'd be like let's go get a milkshake and that's an hour away so yeah it gives us that. a destination yeah. place to drive but yeah you could drive up to there's lots of like great um, like open meadows you can park in mm-hmm. and make out and look at the stars so we do that, that a little bit me of, this is so gross because I'm I'm about to call I'm about to say you know what that reminds me of is that Volkswagen commercial <laughs> which <laughs> makes me feel like I don't deserve to be alive right now mm. but but I think that that's a reason that it resonated. Do you guys know which one I'm talking about? They, it's the Nick Drake song, Pink Moon. This was like 15 or 20 years ago. And what? they, you don't know that? It's okay. I mean, I don't know, I, I don't know why it's stuck in my head, um, except for this reason, which is that this group of teenagers is driving in an area that may as well be Ojai. Mm-hmm. It's sort of hilly, clear skies. You know, they sort of, you have your hand out of the out of, outside the window and you're sort of trailing the air with your hand and, they're, and Pink Moon is playing and they're driving and it's this beautiful moment for them in the darkness, right, kind of going down this road and then they get to this crazy loud teenage party where everyone's par- drinking and mm-hmm. like it just, and they all sort of look at each other and share this unspoken moment and they get back into the car and they leave and I was like... I need a Volkswagen immediately. Like, it tapped into something so deep inside me. That's a, that beautiful, that's a beautiful commercial. What a beautiful I, commercial. I know it's gross. I know. It's super gross. But the reason that it stuck with me is that I feel like I had a lot of experiences like that as, as a teenager because there was very little to do. Mm-hmm. And I was the sort of hypersensitive kid who wasn't that excited to just go get wasted at a party where, like, that was my sort of dream was, oh, God, to have friends who want to not be at that party also. So, and just want to keep driving and listening to Dick Drake. Yeah, actually, that's not that when it's not from just a commercial, that's really sweet. And I it's, know, I know, I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's uh, we did a lot of that. We just drive around in cars listening to music all the time. Yeah, what kind of good. music did you listen to? Um, I listened to a lot of Weezer. I was really into okay. Weezer. I was one of those people on the Weezer message boards. Are you one of those people that think, feels differently about them now? After oh yeah, their, yeah. Yeah, Weezer is like a is like a chapter in my life that is closed. Uh, they do commer- They have sold it out to commercials. I no? know that they are. St- yeah. Oh, I didn't mind about them selling out. It's more like, uh, well, let's see. So I was really into Weezer. I listened to their albums like every day, and um, then my friend, we were on the. I was in the, the Weezer message boards. Uh, and, which is on the and internet. what were people talking about on the Weezer message board? Oh, speculation uh, themselves. 
Weezer fan fiction? Erotic Weezer fan, fan fiction? fiction? I, I never saw any Weezer fan fiction oh. on there, but it might as well have been because it was like, I wonder what Rivers is doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and anyway, so my friend won tickets to a Weezer show on the message boards. Okay. And they, he won two tickets and one backstage pass. Nice. Which is kind of cruel what to happens? do, I think. Yeah, what do you do with that backstage pass? So both of us went to the show and she got the backstage pass. You, she got on my shoulders. We put a giant trench coat on. Yeah. Pretended to be one person. But so we finally went to the show and... Um, and it was we like went we did that thing that you do when you're a teenager when you show up to a show like four hours early uh-huh. and you're like we have literally nothing to do uh-huh. we are here for four hours before the doors open and then once the doors open we will be here for another hour and then yeah. so you know so it was like an all day experience to go to this Weezer show and then um, it was like a really great experience and he went backstage afterwards and like talked to everybody and he came back and he was like Rivers is a huge dick mm. <laughs> and uh, Rivers Cuomo was the front man of Weezer and I was like, huh, interesting. And that really like changed my whole perception. After that, I started realizing that Rivers Cuomo was a huge dick. And yeah. uh, that kind of ended that chapter in my life of yeah. being really into Weezer. Do you, because you've interviewed other people, uh, do you believe the old sort of adage, don't, be- uh, don't meet your heroes? people kind of say? Actually, uh, meeting my heroes is pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, I just interviewed on Monday, I interviewed one of my favorite rock stars, Lauren Mayberry from Churches. Yeah, yeah, I saw oh your post God, about I that. I love Churches, and That's I love so her. great. And she, uh, you know, it's kind of, sometimes it's cool to meet famous people because they're so much more like real people than you expect them to be. Absolutely. Like, Churches, which is a band based out of Glasgow, Scotland, is like a really serious electro-pop band, but Lauren Mayberry, who fronts it, is like so silly and yeah. funny and sweet and adorable and sincere sincere and um and really smart and so it was fun to meet her to be like oh wow i was really intimidated by you because of your music and like in your videos you're like looking all moody but in real life you're really fun yeah and so that that's been really fun it's been cool to meet um people i really admire and realize that they're actual people not people up on pedestals i couldn't agree more and i do feel like the the people who live uh who choose to live in portland who are maybe more well known than some of us um probably wouldn't choose to live in this city if they didn't have that groundedness to them. Which reminds me, we have a second guest tonight. Oh, yay! Here's an example of uh, heroes that you meet that turn out to be uh, fantastic. Um, and uh, Hutch is going to play a song, and then um, when he finishes, we're going to welcome out Janet Weiss uh, of many fantastic yay. bands, uh, including, uh, of course, Leader Kinney. Yay! My name is Jonas. Oh no! <laughs> I'm carrying the wheel. Thanks for all you've shown us. This is how we feel. Come sit next to me, pour yourself some tea. Just like Grandma made when we couldn't find sleep. Things look back to them once but never again. We've all looked at them, let me tell you about it. Choo choo train left round time. Ticket costs only on mine. Driver said, hey man, we go all the way. Of course we were willing to pay. My name is Weed Pill. Got a box full of your toys. 
Fresh out of batteries Still making noise Making noise Now the tank is dry Now the wheel is black Wheel is black And you know what else Guess what I received In the mail today Words of deep concern From a little brother Building's not going as he planned Forming has injured his sand Joseph will not clear about Travis West, he learned his map Workers are going home Workers are going I want to uh, ask that you uh, give a nice warm welcome to Janet Weiss. Such a sneak attack. It was a sneak attack, wasn't it? <laughs> Here she's Janet Weiss. Was that me? Did she? What? What? What was just said? Hi. Welcome in. Hi. I, uh, please enjoy our press conference um, <laughs> environment. Uh, the press conference table that doesn't quite hide anything except well Sarah you're my feet comfortable down there it hides your feet yes uh it does not hide my uh glittery unshaven legs <laughs> that I that's what I'm telling myself like oh this is beautiful look at this beautiful blonde glittery hair isn't that nice this is you can always get behind it well you know what it's very gonna, drum kit size. I'm gonna be unshaven loud and proud yeah. at all Jane I never have Woo. to shave being a drummer oh, yeah. oh you got it all you was covered I, do you not, and do you wear clothes underneath, or do you, are you just... That would be horrible. Yeah. To not wear clothes. <laughs> just imagine a drummer not wearing clothes would be awful. Yeah. It'd be horrible. Uh, yeah. It's fine to me. No. Yeah. Imagining there's, right a, there's a lot of flailing around uh-huh. and, and uh, bouncing. No, no. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. God, you really have immediate I would wear liquid a, images. I would wear a, a bodysuit if I could. Yeah. But it's... I get very warm. It's a, it's a, that's a sweaty business, drumming. <laughs> very sweaty. <laughs> very sweaty. It's so great, I have though. a fan. I bring my own fan. You got, you got you, Janet, <laughs> you got to have a fan. I don't know anything right? about this. Um, first of all, this is my first Janet, and I feel like I have to take your name and turn it into an abstract in my head, or it's a little bit weird. For me to say Janet, because I because and maybe you have had this experience awful. Not that many Janets out there. No, right? Except in Scotland. Are there a lot of Janets in yeah. Scotland? That's, my, very that's Sc- where I belong. A very Scottish name. I feel the same way. Did you feel? Or do you have Scottish background? No. Huh. <laughs> but I do love. I love Scotland. Yeah, I've never been. I do have some nicknames. You do. You can call me a nickname. Now, also, I, let's get this out of the way. I'm so sorry, but when I uh, was growing up, people would sing "Damn It, Janet" to me. Well, you know, my name's Janet, and that's where I'm going with this. Name. Is I thought the second uh, 
uh, Stacy said that you were going to do the podcast. I thought, oh, I'd, like I clicked. I hadn't even thought about it up to that like, point. What are they talking about? And I was like, Shannon Weiss. No, I, I really, I really thought, oh my god, people would torture me with that. And uh, and and your name is actually the exact same as uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. It would Janet be like Weiss. my middle school science teacher, and she would just <laughs> think it was so funny. To yeah, just, you know, start singing. You better wise up. Uh huh. That's a hip like, teacher. Yeah. But she sounds like she was very smug about how hip she was. I don't care for her. I don't want you talking Absolutely. to her anymore. But she was also um, very jealous. She was also like a, a excommunicated nun. So she, <laughs> oh. so she was kind of cool. Listen to her. How did you come to know that? Like, was that something that she was broadcasting, or was it just something that was whispered between? No, she would people? say it in front of the class. Yeah. She was like, if she called roll or was calling on me to answer something, you know, damn it, Janet. Like, okay. But then would she be like, damn it, Janet, I'm an excommunicated nun. (laughs) Or was that, how did that come out to the Uh, They all were at at the high school I went to, uh, junior high and high school, yeah. Was it Catholic school? An excommunicated Catholic school? It was an all-girl Catholic school. Okay. Uh, But they couldn't wear their habits because they got in trouble at some point and uh, could still have the school, and they were still nuns, but they weren't allowed to wear their habits. This is wonderful. Yeah, Why isn't this a movie that I would love? <laughs> Did they still well, do right? nun stuff? This. Did they still do the, all the nun stuff? Somewhat. I mean, they let... I mean, I was a Jewish kid. <laughs> I'm not religious, but I was a Jewish kid going to the school, so they let that oh, happen. This is amazing. <laughs> There's so many images, for sure. Just like Sarah just said, Wait, of the, the idea of stuff? starting something. I don't really like starting a rosary and then being like... Is that nun stuff like nun stuff? They didn't pray or uh, <laughs> I don't know what nun stuff is. Like having sex? <laughs> no, I don't think. Well, I don't. You think don't know. You don't know. Like, you don't know that you didn't. It doesn't go that far. I don't. What I was don't the name of the school? Person. Was this in uh, L.A. area? In Hollywood, yeah. Okay. Is it what's it called? It's called Immaculate Heart High School. Yeah. I know Immaculate Heart. For Western. some reason, I assumed. I, I I'll talk about. My, you assume they don't let you um, my, my familiarity with that school. Uh, I got offline. out of every. I got out of all the masses, but I liked filling because there was a band. And the oh. band it was pretty cool. Did you play drums in, in no. the band at Immaculate? Heart? I did not. When did you start playing drums? I didn't start playing drums until I was 22. Okay. What was the first? Do you learned other instruments before that, or I did learn guitar. Yeah. Uh, pretty badly. Uh huh. Um, but I liked the open chords. Uh huh. Did learned- you feel? Did you have that sort of sense that some of us have, where we like the idea of playing an instrument, and maybe we start with something that doesn't feel like a fit, and then you kind of find your voice? So it to definitely speak? didn't feel like a fit. I I did not want to stand up and play. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I just felt too self conscious to do that. Yeah, there's uh, really not why. much to hide behind, other than like a harp. I'm not sure what else you could hide behind <laughs> as effectively yeah. as drums. I mean, drums are strangely like. They're, they're not like a shy person's instrument. Yeah. But you do, uh, you can sit down and sort of hide behind things, which yeah. I enjoy. Did you, uh, so you, you played guitar badly? Did you? I still play guitar pretty badly. Wow. <laughs> well, we're going to find I, out right now. Hutch, could you please add this guitar? No. She can play. I've heard Janet play I'm sure guitar. She can. Yeah. She's great. Every time someone says com- something complimentary about you, I'm going to assume that it's about me. Like he just said, I've heard Janet play guitar. She's great. Janet I Weiss was flattered for a second. Well. Still, 100% sure you wasn't talking about me. And I still was like, well, 
I do love the guitar. Like, what is wrong with me? That's straight up narcissism. That's narcissism. That's that's looking the narcissism in the face and going, hey, buddy, it's you and me. We're good at guitar. Well, like you say, there's not that many Janet. So yeah, it's when we're we have to revel when we're with each other. We have to revel. So uh, you come from a Jewish family. They sent you off to a Catholic school. Was that because it was the best uh, education that they perceived as being available to you? Uh, Well, I grew up in Hollywood. My big sister, I have two older sisters, Mm -hmm. and my oldest sister was very rowdy. She went to Hollywood High. She was always running around doing drugs and going out with boys and Mm -hmm. basically just driving my parents pretty crazy. My parents had split up, but separately crazy. And I think they just were fed up with it. Yeah. Like, we're not sending any more kids to that school. Fair. Was that Um, a kind of school? And I almost asked you this too, uh, Sarah, and this is, it's not something that I care about passionately, like, oh, I'm so into celebrity at all. But being from Tucson, now that I live in that world, and it's just sort of like, you're sort of blasé about the amount of famous people. I was wondering that about Ojai too, like, if that was something that, as a young person, if it's more peripheral but still immediate in a way that it absolutely was not for me. I mean, it was a big deal that Paul McCartney had a house in Tucson. Like, people talked about wanting to sneak in and steal things. It was was weird, and it it was like too much for Tucson to take. You know what I'm saying? It was like, I don't know, Paul McCartney has a house here. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. But somehow there was, like, there, was, there was an importance to that that certainly doesn't exist in Los Angeles because you're, there's just sort of famous people everywhere, and it doesn't... Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. So I'm wondering for both of you if it was like, oh, that's Suzanne Summer's second house over there in Ojai. Yeah, I think, I mean, in Ojai, it's like two hours north of L.A., so it's the kind of place where people go to, like, get away from yeah. Los Angeles. And so there was a lot of jadedness about that mm. and... and kind of like scorn about it. I mean, there was a couple, I remember there was like one kid at my high school who was like, I'm going to be an actor. And he had, <laughs> he had two cell phones. He, he was like, I have a cell phone for each agent. And oh, I remember no. meeting him and being like, you're horrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess this is what Hollywood is like. But then there was like random famous people would show up, but I wouldn't recognize them. I worked at the bookstore in town and like um, Anthony Hopkins would come in all the time. Who's like seems like a pretty cool famous person. Yeah. Um, I didn't recognize him, and uh, I made him no. uh, customer of the month one time. <laughs> I was like, That's great. I was like, Tony, uh, I'm gonna take your picture and put it on the wall and make you customer of the month, so you get like 10 percent off all your books. And was like, That's great. And then somebody else came in and was like, That's Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> what are you talking about? They're like, that's Anthony Hopkins. And I thought they were joking. And then he came in and I was like, are you Anthony Hopkins? And he's like, yes. And I was like, Tony. <laughs> so, uh, well, he's been keeping it from you. Tony? Yeah. He bought a lot of books, though. Good customer. And, uh, <laughs> so it was, I don't know, Hollywood stuff seemed kind of gross yeah. to me. Understandable. understandable. And, and was that true? Because when you said that about your sister, I just had this image of, you know, it being like, oh, and then she got arrested with... John Travolta's daughter or something like I that. I think more than the disdain for the actual famous people, it was more just feeling uncomfortable with like the industry mm-hmm. standard of what you were supposed to look like. So you felt that even as a high school oh, yeah. student? Especially Ugh. in high so school. Sorry. Especially in high school. Like uh, there were a lot of like you know, really pretty blonde, no offense, blonde <laughs> girls. Like, are you talking about me, Janet, or you, Janet? I don't know. I mean, it, it was very uh, 
it was very the culture was very body image centric mm -hmm. like you're how you looked how people saw you was very much your worth in the culture and growing up in high school uh, with that and having that like in the city where I grew up I, I did not relate to it I could not wait to get out of Los Angeles yeah. I felt like people were very superficial and, and it's probably not true it just I mean, I the industry sort of, of presented this image of, a, of how a woman or how a girl or how a teenager was supposed to look and how to act and I did not relate to that at all yeah so, um, and that I, goes back to the kind of immediacy of it like I, I like seeing seeing a magazine seeing a playboy uh, but seeing a magazine seeing something that's even just a few degrees removed than being it being right in front of you I just can't I, I really can't imagine that I don't know how I would have been yeah a, I mean a music was, kid. music was the music mm -hmm. presented all the images that I that I wanted to see yeah who, so do, those, who were you into when you were in I high was, school I was a huge Clash fan in high school, and I was an, like the biggest Joe Strummer fanatic. And I once Would you read Joe Strummer erotic fan fiction? <laughs> Probably. I yeah, do. you would. <laughs> Wonderful. I once followed him around Westwood. I found out what hotel the Clash were staying in when they came to play in Los Angeles, and I, I followed them around. I followed him around. And uh, ended up talking to him. I was probably oh, you did. 15. I didn't expect there to be an interaction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, oh. I was motivated. Yeah. Once I, once I locked on, <laughs> I, I followed, followed, and then waited. I was with my friend, uh, Rosanna Martinez, and we were huge class fans. And the day I brought the like, Sandinista lyric sheet that I got out of my Japanese import to high school, that, I was like, that was it. That was the, like, yeah. all the other kids were God. very impressed. And, you, and so you felt, you had good experience with him, so it wasn't like you Pretty felt good. like, yeah. As I, much as, I guess, you rushing him in Westwood could be. I couldn't understand what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't understand his accent. That's great. Well, what do you think he said? But it's, I mean, it's, it's humbling to me now. Like, I was the biggest super fan as a teenager. I was a huge, my biggest sister was a Bruce Springsteen fanatic. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she calls him Bruce. He is like, Great. you know, they're on first name basis. Yeah. Um, and uh, she would just drag me to those shows. We'd go six nights in a row. Oh we my! Made a, you know, like a big sheet with. Proof Wait, all, you went, you would night. allow yourself to be dragged six nights in a row? Yeah, that's a good, and then we that's drove a very San, sweet sister. And then we drove were. to San Diego and went a seventh night in San Diego. Oh my, Bruce! So sometimes there's kids now, and they. Come up to me. I'm so sorry. I I I don't know what to say. I'm just like, oh no, I know, I know. Yeah, <laughs> that was me. And then I just jump at your words and say something that they can possibly understand. Um, I try to speak in a very thick accent yeah. so they can't understand. Yeah. Uh, did, was there room for anyone else, or was it uh, strictly your heart belonged to Joe Strummer and Joe Strummer alone and the class? Oh no, there was room for other people. I loved uh, Elvis Costello, mm. and I saw Tom Waits play many times and. I had these like heroes, you know, that would save me from Los Angeles. Yeah, I could escape my, you know, whatever you're trying to escape. Yeah, home life. You know, I'm, I'm always interested in in people who don't have that relationship to music as a teenager, because there are I in the podcast because I talk so much about adolescence. There are so many people who are like that wasn't that just wasn't something that was important to me. And, and so my immediate next question always becomes, how did you feel understood? Where did you turn to feel yeah, understood? You, because that was really where cope? I went, right? <laughs> yeah, and books, too, you know? 
Um, well, some you... people also have really good families. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> what, so like face-to-face? Blah. Um... Well, uh, I think I think it's in Southern California. It's especially acute because the mainstream culture is so, in my experience, superficial and is so image oriented and body oriented that if you don't feel like you fit into that in any way, music can be a real refuge for that. Yeah, absolutely. Musicians are are usually freaks, <laughs> and like I just and remember, yeah, we would like drive however many hours it took to get to a show just to be there, yeah. and just to feel yeah. that feeling of being in a room with other people that didn't feel weird. Well, I think that's what I mean. That's what a lot of cons are now for people too. In addition to concerts, so there's sort of this place to gather that there didn't really exist when I was when I was younger. And I don't know if I would have taken advantage of that or not. You mean like Comic Con? Yeah, like a like yeah. a, like a Comic Con. I went to Comic Con when I was in high school. Actually. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a, like a, a it was a beautiful experience. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, because it was it was in San Diego Comic Con, and when I went there, it was maybe like. 10,000 people. Sure. I don't know how many people it is now. Yeah, it's really, really huge. Yeah. But it was so cool because it was like it was like the roles from high school were reversed and whoever could be the nerdiest and know the most about this comic was like number one. Yeah. <laughs> like super fan of the convention and that was cool. And so it was for me in high school going there it was like a, it was like a mind flip like oh things don't have to be the way that they are in my high school. They can be different ways. There can be different standards for what's cool and what's not cool or what's good or what's bad. And listening to music I think opens that up too where you're like, oh, these people are great and they're not doing anything like what I'm seeing around me. And so it kind of just shifts your... Your expectations of what's normal or what's what's good. I think it, I think music can help open up that world in that way. Absolutely, absolutely. There, the one of the biggest indicators I had of how important those conventions were is that I was at one, and there was, they do sometimes you know they'll do panels, but and they'll also do workshops, and you know there's fan based stuff where it's fan run groups or cosplay, and then there's stuff that there where you know actors come in or, or writers, comic book artists, and you also. Uh, yeah, I also stuff, I draw right? comics and I edit nonfiction comics. And in high so school, cool. I, I wrote and drew comics too, and I was super into comics. So that's how I got into a lot of stuff was through comics and yeah. going to conventions and like meeting my favorite artists and being like, ah, I would do the super fan thing of like, ah, yeah, <laughs> what, what do you say to somebody? Um, but it was a cool thing to be like, oh, here's a place where the stuff that I think that I value is appreciated, mm-hmm. and there's like thousands of other people valuing and appreciating this. I think these days it's more like super commercial and it's more like oh you value this like buy this thing yeah and I think that's that true of the big ones the yeah. little ones still have that spirit to them and there was at a little one where I saw um, a sign on a door for like the various panels that were going to you know what was going to be held in that room that day and one of them was I can't remember what the title was but the, it was indicative enough of I was like is this what I think it is and so I looked in the book and it was it was essentially a Come do come talk about sort of landing soft back in your regular life <laughs> because no and I just my I just thought oh god these are my people that just the the sense of how you know I don't want to go home to people who don't understand me the way this community understands me but I also felt so grateful that such a thing would even exist you know mm-hmm. um, uh, I'm just gonna keep an eye on the time here. Okay, you know what? I think it's it's getting on time to do this because I this is kind of an, an another way in to um, us getting to know you a little better. Also, uh, this is the logo to my podcast. This little uh, smiling young lady with braces. Um, these are fake tattoos that a listener made for me. Uh, I think there's something very funny about offering fake tattoos in Portland, Oregon. But um, 
if you uh, would like one, I just left uh, a big stack of them up uh, by the front door, and um, you just, you know, you, I mean, this is how fake tattoos work. Uh, you just press it on your skin, and then you wet it, and then you hold it down, and then you pull it away, and it, it won't last, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, unfortunately for me, because it's a great marketing tool. No, uh, I love this was a this was a fan's idea, and and I just. I love these, and so if you would like one, I welcome you to take one. Um, I do uh, uh, end the podcast with um, a game of MASH. It was a very important game to me. Uh, as a younger person, it was a way to sort of explore all of the, the imaginary longings that I had with friends. Um, and so I would like to do that with you guys. And what I do with my MASH games, I try to tailor it a little bit more to what I know about you um, and also want to find out about you. So uh, I'm going to start with um, Janet. Uh, give me three bands that, uh, whether they exist any longer, whether they're alive any longer, that it would be uh, fun to have played with. And also, if you want, I can let you think about that, and I can ask Sarah, and then you guys can both sort of you know your mull. Well, I'm going to give her a different one. But unless okay. you want that one, do you want no, that I one too? Of, I can think of three. Uh, Led Zeppelin, of course. Right. Uh. <laughs> what drummer doesn't want to play with Led Zeppelin? Um, Patti Smith's band. Nice. Like, current times. <laughs> and... The Clash. <laughs> Got to get it in there. <laughs> Got to get it in there. Great. Uh, Sarah, do you want to answer that as well? Man, I wish I was a musician of any kind. <laughs> also, I felt um, like that sounded con- condescending. Like, uh, do, do you want to answer that one too, Sarah? Do you like to play instruments? That's not no. in any way how I feel. I mean, I feel like my answers would be literally any band and any band and any band. I, I'm guessing not. Don't Weezer, say that. Though. Don't wish that upon yourself. Well, <laughs> okay, insane well, clown posse. You're the drummer. You're going don't on tour tomorrow. Okay, that's resist, funny. resist. Um, I don't play any. How about this? What about bands that you're just like buddies with that you can sort of you're like, oh, it's cool. I just went to their recording session. We all hung out. They told me they wrote the song about me. I was like, you guys. <laughs> Ooh, think about that. Um, Come on, I have to be the Beatles. So many. Beatles, <laughs> right? I don't know. Well, like Tom like, Hardy wrote a song about you. Like no, right no. now, like the Beatles now. No, just well, any version of any Not any now. any band. <laughs> any version of any band. Yeah. That's like such a huge question. I don't even know. I don't even think I can start my brain processing yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Welcome to MASH. It's, very, it's only going to get harder from here. It's only going to get harder. Um, geez, well, I think it'd be great to be like the fifth wheel in Fleetwood Mac. Great. Great. If I could be in Fleetwood Mac uh, and just be like, it's going to be cool, guys. Uh, <laughs> there are five wheels already. No. Yeah, so... Uh, um, yeah, the, oh, yes. the, the sixth the sixth wheel of Fleetwood Mac. That's good. That uh, evens it out, so everyone can sleep yeah. with everyone evenly. That would be really. I think that'd be really fun. Um, let's see. Uh, you know, I love the the current band Yacht. Okay. If I could be in the in the band Yacht, that'd be really great. Maybe you I could, could just, be in that band. Maybe I could just be like their hype man, you could like be. dance around. <laughs> Wait, what's happening? Are you ranting wish yeah. right now? No, but that's not that hard of a band to get in. It's <laughs> great. It's true. She's I mean, you gotta say like Jimi Hendrix, like they're you dead here. You can't right, be in right, that band. Right. Okay, amazing. I should think of a dead person. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Sure. Sure. 
Let's see. Um, I should think of a dead. I should think of a dead. Who's dead that I would love? To <laughs> I feel like I want to curate your band list. Like, okay. yeah. Nick Cave. You could be a Nick Cave's oh, band. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be yeah, really okay, cool. That's cool. Should I put that down? Um, would that be good? Is he dead enough? If that's what Is you're thinking, we're in trouble. They have to be really dead. Um, you know, I also, yeah, I think... Jeez, I'm thinking now. Think, oh, if you open up to dead bands, that like makes a whole other realm of people. That's really difficult. I can think of not dead bands. <laughs> what do you for think you? Of? Okay, what do you cu- think? I'm of? curating for you. Okay, yeah, go for it. I think you could be like play flute in T-Rex. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> I would love to do that. This, this like mutual supporting and giving ideas is How really. How did you know I would love to play flute in T-Rex? That's amazing. I just, I could, I could tell. There's some. That is 100 percent correct. There's. <laughs> it's so satisfying. All right, there's some good. There's some good stuff going on up here. Um, next one is uh, uh, Sarah, um, and if you want to answer this too, Janet, great. Um, uh, imaginary places that you could have a vacation home. Ooh, imaginary places? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, or no, unrealistic. No, number right. one is the Shire, clearly. Great. Great. Um, <laughs> number two would be Hogwarts, and... Number three would be the clouds, uh, like Spirit Away. Uh, Ooh, great. Miyazaki kind of clouds yep. with dragons and cool stuff. Great. Uh, I have like six more. I'm going to pass on that one. Okay. <laughs> what about what about real places in this world of ours? Uh, Scotland, I'm guessing. No. I travel a lot, so mm-hmm. being home is actually. Sure. Sometimes more of a vacation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have, I have to know. <laughs> well, uh, how do you follow the Shire? <laughs> Mars? Yeah. I want Sounds a vacation lonely. on that high-speed train they're building between San Francisco and Los Angeles. Great, great. I'm putting it down. <laughs> the Hyperloop. Is that what it's called? High-speed T. That's what I put on. <laughs> the Hyperloop. Um, uh, I'm about to put Mars down here. Do it. Great. There's I'm water so there. Lonely. With Matt Damon or without Matt Damon? <laughs> Definitely without Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> check. No and Matt Damon. Check. And then last. Now, uh, 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 all right. What about a place like? Is there? What if you would have a sort of teleportation system where you there's a place, but it doesn't involve traveling. It's like you roll over. And then you twitch your nose, I dream of genie style, and then you're at this place, so it doesn't really this feel is like for travel. vacation. Mm-hmm. Just a relax. Am I supposed to say like, oh, a beach or a? No, there's no supposed to. <laughs> there's no supposed to. I don't. I can't relax on a beach, so I'm not going to ever push yeah, that on you. I can't really either. Um, it's so funny. I just, I, I just went to Spain for vacation, mm-hmm. and it kind of sucked. I got. Oh say. yeah. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> <laughs> it looks it looks like the worst part of I five like when you're driving around. Oh. I mean exactly. I was like, this is Reading. This is the oh, Reading no. exit. Yeah, that's a real. Yeah. You got cheated big time. Yeah, it's not that Whoa. pretty, and the and the economy is is pretty bad right now, and the yeah. people are do not like English speakers. They just mm. no. I didn't have one conversation like. Like, oh, you're traveling, you know. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to our country. <laughs> None of that. None of that. Oh, that's really disappointing. I'm so yeah. sorry. 
So and like, and the food yeah. is bizarre. It's like a lot. It's they uh, the national treasure is the Iberian ham, mm-hmm. and it's everywhere. Like legs, like ham legs are e- like hanging in every bar, uh-huh. in every restaurant. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of meat. And he's not a lot of vegetables. Like, boom, boom. With the legs, no. No drumming. She's a drummer, guys. I was not drumming. That's probably why I didn't have fun, because I wasn't drumming. There you go. Next time I'll bring my buckets, and I'll have a better time. you got to bring your buckets. I'm so excited for Grandma Buckets. It's unveiled right now. I don't even want to tell you what Grandma Buckets is, but I want you to know that Grandma Buckets may start performing. It's happening. Dress as a grandma. I can't wait. Not uh, even dressed, just as a grandma. I'm putting, I'm putting home. You know what? It's so boring. But I you live in a wonderful have, place. Like you said, you're a dog fanatic. I'm a huge dog fanatic, and traveling is honestly hard because I don't like to leave my dog. Yeah, no. And what, did you have a small what, dog? What's the Big dogs? Dog? Tell us about the dogs. Uh, well, I have two dogs, Mac and Isabel, and one is a blue healer. Ah, that's the blue, best dog. Blue healer, yeah, he's the best dog. He's my. It's embarrassing how it's much not, I. How much I. We have a surprise dog. for you, Janet. Can we bring the dog up on those days? That would be the best. Oh man, Grandma Buckets is one of my dogs. Is going to be part of the performance. I can't. Wait. Uh, he's going to be a nurse dog. A nurse dog? Yeah. He's going to wear a nurse hat. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Do you have dogs too? No, I wish I did. I I have roommates right now, and both of my roommates have dogs. So I'm a a dog mooch. You said, like, oh, yeah, some girls like horses. I was really into horses. Oh, yeah, horses. But now I'm really into dogs. But if I did have a blue dog, if I did have a dog, it would be a blue healer, because blue healers are the best. best I can't think of what a blue healer looks like. It's adorable. It's kind of like like a a little shepherd. One ear up, one ear down. Oh, one ear up, one ear down. They know what they're doing. Cute little butts, and they're like fuzzy. Cute butts? They're cute butts. Huh. Would you read blue healer erotic <laughs> I'm open to it. Uh, okay, next next category. Uh, this uh, remains a perennial favorite of mine. Uh, three foods or drinks, whatever it is. Um, it can be something that is something you can't access easily that you had once that you wish you could have again, or it can be something that you wish you could have all the time, but it's not good for you. Uh, and so it would be amazing if in this crazy, fantastical world of ours, it, it was a nutrient for you. It, it empowered you. It was good for you. I'm pretty normal. I like ice cream. Great. And French I'm not looking fries. For anything, I'm not looking for anything crazy, <laughs> unless you have something crazy. French fries, uh, great. Great. And just throw in a margarita. Great. <laughs> but a good one? one. A good one. A good margarita. <laughs> the endless margarita that has no physical negative ramifications. Exactly. I'm 100% on board. Sarah, what about you? Definitely infinite peanut sauce. I love oh. peanut sauce. Is that bad for you? You know, peanut butter peanut makes sauce. it onto this list a lot, but no one peanut ever says peanut sauce. sauce. I think that's a peanut great adjustment. Peanut sauce adjustment. is delicious on everything, and it's like $9 yeah. a bottle. It's so yeah. bad, and I just want it all the time. Yeah, peanut sauce, great. Um, so infinite peanut sauce, um, like a giant salad that has beets and candied walnuts oh, on it. Come on. I know you're like salad, but... Look, this is my food, not your food. Can you at least, can you at least put peanut sauce on the salad? Maybe on the side, but yeah, no, I love like roasted beets and candied mm-hmm, walnuts mm-hmm. on like a green thing, and but like you like blue cheese on there. That no, comes on there no, a lot. Blue cheese is All really right, gross. We gotta get rid of that get rid straight of that. away. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like candied walnuts and beets. Yeah, on like a giant salad. What's the uh, what's the salad base? Is it romaine? Mm. Is it spinach? Is it like arugula, spinach? Yeah, get that arugula in there. I'm yeah. turning this into something erotic. Clearly, 
I know that it's salad, but we're going to make it sexy. And then uh, I could eat gnocchi just about forever, so let's put gnocchi on there. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Uh, Next category is, uh, and then I'm going to have to go through this faster. So you're going to have to come up with off the top of your head. This is a classic game where an hour from now, I'm sure you'll be still obsessing over this experience with me. No. Uh, But you will be like, oh, why didn't I say? And that's okay. Um, Three uh, movies that you can jump into. The worlds are real. The characters you can interact with. You're safe. You you can sort of go like, hey, buddy, don't shoot me, Al Capone and the Untouchables. (laughs) I don't know that anyone would go into that movie. I already would. Would you? Okay. Apocalypse Now. What? <laughs> that doesn't make any the sense. Deer Hunter <laughs> and Taxi Driver. Great. 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 I like I like films that involve cute animals, not death. Yeah. You can pick Violence. Babe. Okay. There might have been a deer in the Deer Hunter. Oh. Oh. There's no deer in the deer. Guys, Portland, come on. I love you. We're not I, talking about yeah. really killing a deer. It's okay. <laughs> I love deer. I have way too many like, to deer figurines that. in my house. Yeah, that's creepy. Uh, um, I would creepy. Love to, I'd love to be in the Disney animated version of Robin Hood. Um, <laughs> it's just great. You get to sing songs. Sure. <laughs> shoot bows and arrows with the sheriff. Um, I know I already said Spirited Away once, but no, I'll that's just say it again. In case. That increases your chances. Of ending up with it. Um, geez, and then a third. This is this is a high pressure situation. What about like a, oh, I guess a Harry Potter. I already I know gave I already you these like that. fictitious places that are already in uh, in movies. Um, but like I can't die or get killed yeah, no. or anything. Um, I think it'd be pretty sweet to live in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just go for Star Wars. Great. And but like I'm like safe. Yeah, you're totally safe. Are you excited about the new one? No. Yeah. Uh, next next category is uh, three um, sexy companions. Uh, male or female, living or dead. I know you like picking dead people. Um, uh, that you can, you know, it can be a one-night stand. It can be uh, your platonic life partner. Um, whatever you want, but three. Can you go first? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm watching this horrible, horrible show right now. It's horrible. But the actress is so cute, and she's Australian, so I'm going to pick her. Okay. Her name, I think, is Ruth Wilson. Or oh, yeah. yeah from, the, the, from The Affair. From The Affair. Yeah. Oh, she's, yeah. she's cute. Uh, she and, is a, yeah. Oh, God. What's his name? Uh, Clive Owen. Yeah. <laughs> Clive, could you come up here with Janet's dogs? (laughs) Shit is getting weird. (laughs) That's not cool, Janet. Don't. That's not cool. Um, Let's just say, like Benicio del Toro, Mm -hmm. smoldering, smoldering. (laughs) Speaking of smoldering, uh, definitely Fox Mulder. Three so times, glad. Or do I have to pick somebody else? You can. Will you what? Pick them three times. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm, no, but she's gonna be my. I think it's the next category. Friends. Mm, it could be, but okay. it might not be. I'll save Scully for friends. All right, I'll do case. friends. Okay. I can't let you do Fox three times. What? Can I? No. I will. No. I will because frankly we don't have time. <laughs> uh, three friends, people, uh, either characters or uh, people from fiction, uh, living or dead. Um, could be, you know, 
anywhere from uh, Dorothy Parker to uh, Snuffleupagus. The horse and the black stallion. I love that you didn't say the black stallion. You said the horse from the black stallion. The dog from Benji. Don't tempt me. I will go there. Do. Uh, Wait, are these, we're choosing friends, friends. or animal friends? Mm-hmm. Okay. Either. Those are friends. <laughs> the dogs are from friends. Benji. Great. And, so Benji. Uh, yeah, Benji. Well, there's the other dog. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember the other dog. <laughs> I'm obviously older than all of you. Comic-Con. I know what Benji looks like. I didn't even know. Yeah. I, in high school, I didn't know what Comic-Con was. I feel so yeah. left out. Well, it's not like I had a Comic-Con when I was in high school. You did? Sorry, it's a recent. This is a recent thing for me, for sure. Uh, Black Stallion, Benji. Sarah, you want to toss Wait, me in that, there? Was that it? Was that? Uh, Do you need a third one? Uh, <laughs> We're rushing. You, uh, yeah, I need a third one. I'm gonna have to make this the last category, guys. This is this how we're going out with Benji? <laughs> <laughs> you have a third one. That's up to you. You could ratchet it back up with Nurse Ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Do people sit around and think about this? Like, <laughs> I do. <laughs> Clearly. I don't really think about it that much for myself, but I'm fascinated by other people's Can answers. I say Joe Stremmer again? Yes. <laughs> I love to be friends with him. Follow even though he's your heart, Janet. Follow your heart. I followed Sarah. him. You follow his heart. I think it would be nice to have useful friends who I could like, mooch off of. So I'm going to go ahead and say Hermione because she could cast sweet spells. Okay. And then something I could like get a ride on like that could fly uh-huh. so maybe like some kind of like giant golden eagle from mythology that okay, could pick great. me up and drop me somewhere else that'd be great. really sweet um, yeah Falcor right the love dragon Falcor is that the name of a giant one. okay Falcor mm-hmm. um uh and then I think Dr. Watson from Sherlock Holmes would be a pretty good friend because he'd just like listen to me all the time he'd be like a therapist he'd be like a therapist friend yeah so. And then you'd be like, and now let me play the flute. And then he would write stories where like I seem cooler than I am. Yeah. So he seems like a pretty good friend. It would be great to have somebody who would just twist everything up to make you seem awesome, yeah. right? Um, okay. Uh, this will be very quick. Um, while I tabulate this in just a second, um, uh, uh, Hutch is going to play uh, a final song for us. We'll announce uh, the results, and then we will um, <laughs> say goodnight. I don't know if we're going to go out with Benji or not. It remains to be seen. Um, I want you guys to do sort of a psychic brain meld where you tell me when to stop at the same time. I don't know how that's going to work, okay. but tell me when to stop. Stop. All right. Hutch? Darling, you got to let me know Should I stay or should I go? If I go, there will be trouble And if I stay, there will be double So come on and let me know Should I stay or should I go? Should I stay or should I go now? 
Should I stay or should I go now? If I go, there will be trouble. And if I stay, there will be double. So come on, let me know. Send decisions bugging me. You don't want me, set me free. One day it's fine and next it's black. So if you want me off your back, then come on and let me know. How you doing over there? You get, do you get a little? Ooh. <laughs> well, that's actually one of Mick Jones's songs, but well, <laughs> I knew you wouldn't like that too, Gina. But that's no, the I only do. class song I, I know. It. I know. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Guys, I've got, got some really cute. wonderful news for you, <laughs> and some disappointing news for you. <laughs> I got to start with the fact that you ended up with a shack. I, I can't control that. That's mansion, apartment, shack, and house. The good news is, your shack is here at home. Your vacation shack. The place you really most wanted to be. (laughs) Sounds like my house. (laughs) (laughs) It's not so bad. They don't lie. Um, And uh, and you have a shack, but it's uh, a shack within the clouds of Spirited Away. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Which actually is interesting because randomly you did end up uh, being able to go into Spirited Away. So it's all very practical. You see how that became very practical. Um, And for you, uh, Janet, that means that you get to dive right on into the deer hunter. Whenever you want a little pick-me-up, you just want to pep up a little bit, have a laugh. Excellent. Enjoy yourself. Uh, Deer Hunter. Um, uh, I also want to congratulate you for uh, your work with Led Zeppelin. Awesome. Aces. This is sounding great to me, by the way. I mean, so far so good, right? Uh, And and Sarah, um, for being a member of Fleetwood Mac. (laughs) Wonderful. Uh, Is this the song, Sarah, about you, or is that a coincidence? I don't think I can. I don't think I'm, I can talk about that. Yeah, I understand. It's <laughs> private, <laughs> private band stuff. Um, uh, you can enjoy a bottomless margarita from here to eternity with no dagger. Oh, is that a little bit disappointing? You got a margarita. Maybe Sarah will give you some of her gnocchi. <laughs> She'll lob it right. You guys can play a little game where you. I'll need some beets, though, for vitamins. You did not get the salad. I repeat, you did not get the salad. (laughs) You ended up with gnocchi. Um, I want to uh, congratulate you on your uh, sexy times with uh, Ruth Wilson. And you got, strangely, Fox Mulder. I don't know how that happened. Um, You, my dear, may fly around as you like on a mythical golden eagle. Yay! And that means, Janet, that we end with Benji. (laughs) Couldn't have planned it better. Very appropriate. This is how we go out with Benji. Uh, Thank you so much for doing the podcast, uh, ladies. And um, thank you guys so much for coming. Hutch, thank you so much for being our amazing musical guest host. Uh, I hope that you guys will enjoy the rest of the shows at All Jane. It's such a wonderful festival. Stacy and company, thank you so much for um, 
for promoting wonderful, wonderful women's voices in comedy. Um, and uh, and thank you, uh, Curious Comedy. This is a great club. I'm excited to do more shows here, including one right after this um, with a bunch of amazing stand-up comedians. Uh, uh, so thank you, and um, good night. Thank you. Now leaving Nerdist.com.